Insiders, the ASI media podcast that covers the issues that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Teresa Hegel, uh, executive editor for digital content with ASI. And today I'm joined by Kevin McCracken, co-founder of Social Imprints. Thanks for joining us, Kevin. Yeah, no problem, Teresa. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. So today we're going to talk a little bit about you know, your mission and sustainability and all kinds of good stuff. But if anybody has any questions as we're talking, please feel free to type them into the chat and we'll kind of get to them as we have time. Um, but the first thing I just wanted to ask you is about social imprints itself. I know you guys have, are kind of mission driven. Um, so what are you all about? And tell us a little bit about how you got involved um, with the company. Sure. Uh, well, so social imprints started in um, 2008. And we really were founded on the idea that there's an opportunity to create professional level working, you know, jobs within our organization for marginalized communities. So it was really right from the start. Uh, Jeff, my co-founder and I worked at a nonprofit profit previously where we were a screen printing shop and did job training in the screen printing department. Um, but we, we saw that we had people coming through that had, you know, uh, had been justice impacted had issues with substance use, um, were had less than a high school diploma, um, were on and off public assistance, or you know we also work with uh, military veterans who have been discharged from foreign conflicts because that's a very large unemployed population as well um, that needed more from the workplace. And so what what we really did was we started with the simple idea that um, it, your background didn't matter as much as what you were willing to do and put into your job right now. Um, I'm personally uh, over 24 years clean and sober. And so really social imprints wasn't just the opportunity for me to create a great job, uh, you know, kind of placement service or uh, working business in my community. It was an opportunity to give back. Um, so we, we really worked at the beginning to create an environment that allowed our employees to thrive and grow. And uh, many of our directors now came in originally from our social mission. Okay. And you, is it like 80% of the people that work there are um, like fair chance employees? Yeah. So we, we shoot for our operating agreement, I believe is about 70% um, is what we shoot for. Uh, we're at about that right now. We've hired a bunch of new people over the last like few months. Um, but one of the things we're working towards is creating a partnership with uh, City College of San Francisco to create more opportunity within the workplace. And, you know, that'll be kind of a bigger announcement down the road. But uh, so right now, I think it's about 70 percent. Um, okay. we have been as high as like 85% over the years. Um, and we really try to keep that number in the 75 zone. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it just, it depends on, you know, employee turnover and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, obviously having this mission is sort of integral to what you do. How, how do you, how do you bake things like that into, into a, a mission for like, if you're maybe a different type of promo company, like how can you have that social aspect just sort of in every part of what you're doing? Well, I think one of the things that I would challenge other business owners to do is to offer opportunities, you know, give people a chance and just see how they work. I'll say that um, many of our mission kind of, you know, hires or, you know, mission employees are definitely the hardest working and most loyal employees I've ever worked with. And I've been in the industry for um, almost the entire time I've been sober. So, um, you know, I, I find that when you offer somebody an opportunity, the level of loyalty that they give back is really amazing. 
Um, so, you know, start off e easy, just give somebody a chance and see how that goes. I don't think there's any need to like go overboard with it or do what we did. You know, we struck, it was a struggle at first. And, and I think even having run a nonprofit version of what we're doing now, um, you know, there's a lot of learning. Um, and I think, you know, but employers have an opportunity to sort of like better their community. Look at the areas of your community where people need higher paying jobs and maybe train somebody to be a, a customer service agent first and see if they can get into sales. We oftentimes start our purchasing agents at the front door, essentially doing receiving, right? Um, and they learn about the products. They learn about where we put them and what they are, uh, what the decoration looks like. And then we start training them into purchasing. And now both of our purchasing employees started it in the receiving department. So, you know, it's a, it, it just kind of build it up. Like, and don't, one thing I always tell, you know, my friends that are trying this, like, don't be too hard on yourself. Like, you know, see what you can do, what best fits your community. Cause it may not be specifically fair chance employment that fits your community. You know, it might be that you have uh, a lower income neighborhood where people really just need an opportunity to go from high school or, or early college into a good job that has a career track. Right, right. Yeah. So there's not like one size fits all kind of no. solutions here. There's no. people are all different places are all different. So there's yep. different things that you can do. Well, I think a lot of I think promotional products distributors as a whole have a really um, usually have a really good relationship with their community. You know, we all do like, you know, we'll we'll like sponsor a baseball team or, you know, do a fundraiser or, you know, we donate shirts or whatever it is to something that we care about. And that's a great starting point. You know, um, I think the the goal for all of us should be to be as inclusive as we can be. Um, but, you know, for us, because of my own past and my own um, sort of interactions with the law over the years, and I and I say that in sort of a euphemism <laughs> interactions, um, I think for us, it made sense because we've always had the ability to relate and have the empathy for people that have had issues with the criminal justice system and you know, I also volunteer in San Quentin. So there's opportunities there, like get your staff into volunteering somewhere, go to the food, local food bank, fill bags, you know, so it doesn't necessarily need to be specific hiring policies. Uh, there's a lot of amazing ways to get involved in your community. Um, we choose this, mm -hmm. but again, it's not one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing that, that you guys have launched this year is a whole sustainability component. Yeah. So, um, can you tell me a little bit more about like what that entails and, and what you guys are doing with sustainability? Well, so what we're, we were seeing, and this goes back, I was actually lucky enough to be part of uh, what they called the collaboratory at Levi Strauss a few years back. And that focused primarily on um, water savings and water pollution. And as we know, all of us, um, you know, the fashion industry can be, uh, it's not a great place when it comes to to water, you know, pollution. Um, in fact, you know, fashion is a, one of the number one, it's, I think it's number two or three polluters in the world behind um, oil and uh, the military. And so I got a real like very, very, um, you know, quick study in what really is eco-friendly and what isn't around clothing. And so we started to apply that to what t-shirts we were buying. You know, why were we buying this brand? What were they doing for the environment? And, you know, I started like bothering some of the owners of some of the big companies like Bella Canvas, like, why don't you guys do a recycled, you know, better cotton initiative, cotton like Threadfast is doing. And, you know, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And so it was really on my mind. And at the time we had a screen printing facility as well, which 
uh, we no longer have. We actually sold to a to a supplier. Um, but we started really thinking about how much water we were using in the reclamation process, how we were doing our imaging. So we switched to computer to screen imaging. So we started doing things within our business to really be a better steward of the environment. And so over the last few years, we've noticed that there's a lot of opportunity to um, to grow, uh, you know, the sustainability side of what we do. And, you know, when we look at companies, you know, and I use Bella Canvas as an example because I've been to their facility, but, you know, all, I think all apparel um, manufacturing has the opportunity to, you know, switch to things like solar power to really cut down on their waste, you know, um, and, and do things that are better for their employees and just more positive for the, for the world itself. So we started kind of being more introspective about it and how do we deliver better products to our clients? You know, how do we give them stuff that's not going to end up in the landfill? And, you know, there's been a huge trend in the industry, as you well know, and have written about around retail items being marketed in the promotional products industry. And when you look at items from these higher end suppliers, they last longer. So they're not getting thrown out. And if you give somebody something like a Yeti, they're going to keep it, right? Because it's a really nice piece. Um, and so we started looking at all of these sort of aspects of what we were doing. Um, everything from, from where are we sourcing the stuff to how are we decorating it to who owns the business. So what we kind of did, the culmination of that has been this catalog we've been working on with both suppliers and products where we sort of created our own little um, system of how we um, identify these suppliers. So are they women owned? Are they BIPOC owned? Um, do they have a give back 1% or more to the, you know, to the, to the world? I mean, you know, so there's an actual, obviously there's a campaign for that. So yeah, 1% of the planet. planet. Yeah. Yep. So there's certain companies that also do more like Mir does 3% to nonprofits. Danique journals offer, you know, they do 1% towards uh, building schools in low income areas of the world. So we started looking at all these products that we were recommending to our clients and just started building this catalog so that we could actually say, you know, if you want to be sustainable and not just sustainable from the sense of the environment, because that's important, but really like broadening that specific definition to being sustainable for the entire planet or specifically your community. So you start factoring in things like hiring practices and how you're interacting with the people around you and how long are your employees staying with you? Because there's a sustainable part of that too, because as they stay with you longer, their income increases, they get promoted, you know, they're giving more back in terms of taxes and purchasing within the, the neighborhoods and, and cities and states that they live in. So looking at sustainability, not just as like a one subject thing where we're talking about eco-friendly products all the time, um, sort of contributed to this idea. And so, you know, one of our, um, one of our directors, our director of sales, uh, Nathan and Jeff and myself, worked with some of our account managers to really like hone in on this. And we, we had hired some new people at that time and really started to like build this thing out and, and deliver it. And so we figured our next step was to do something a little bit more. So we partnered with Veritree, which is um, a restorative uh, app. Basically you have a platform where you can plant trees in specific forests around the world that need to have restoration done. Right. And so we committed to 44,000 trees this year. 
And we will also be reaching out to our clients as we go forward and kind of build this part of our, our product offering out to let them participate and buy more, you know, trees to restore these areas in the world. And it has, you know, there's a lot of effects to that um, in terms of not just restoring the specific region that you're in, but also it gives jobs to the local community, you know, and there's, it just goes on and on and on. It kind of builds on itself. So um, with that, we're going to take this idea and start doing a community score for our clients. So if you're working with Social Imprints, who's also obviously a social enterprise, and you're buying these products that come out of these catalogs that we're making that are, again, those categories that I discussed, and you're planting trees, you can score anywhere from zero to 100 on the community score. And we won't necessarily post people's community scores to the public, but it will be within our new homegrown ERP that we just completed. So when, when clients log in, they'll be able to see like they spent this percentage of their spend this year with social imprints on these products and they gave back, you know, this amount of money towards tree planting, um, you know, and so on and so forth. Are they buying products that do other things like that, like ocean bottle, right? Yeah. Are they, are they, are they choosing to buy the new, you know, eco-friendly Bella canvas shirt or, you know, are they choosing to buy this other product that has, you know, is giving back a percentage of their sales to a nonprofit, all of that will factor into the score. So we're sort of building that directly into our app so that it's, it's basically a customer relations um, that we don't have to like work for. It's automated, you know, and then we can talk to them about it and we haven't fully launched it to our clients yet. We've just sort of hinted at it. Like Here's our, you know, our newsletter and our blog. And, and so we made the statement, we put it up and we've really committed to this as like a long-term solution. Here's the one big caveat for me. I want other promotional products distributors to do this. So this isn't like, we're the only ones, we're the only ones that do it. We want to be the most sustainable promotional products distributor in the world, but I want other companies and I see it happening on websites yeah. right now. And it's really impressive. And I just want to say like, I know there's a lot of competition in promotional products, but a lot of times it's very healthy and we go to shows and we mingle and we hang out. And especially I recommend that um, people join their local, like we're part of the, the local Northern California promotional products group. Right. Mm -hmm. And because you get more out of it and you can talk one-on-one -on -one with people. So um, you know, it's, it's really important to us to push sustainability as a whole um, and, you know, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead because I know we're going to talk a little bit about what the promotional products industry as a whole can do, yeah. but really like whatever you can, you know, and, and that goes for the mom and pop, like promotional products company that goes for Halo, you know, that goes for any of the companies that we compete with in the Bay Area, um, all of which I have a great deal of respect for because we're competing for incredibly innovative companies business here when it comes to the tech part yeah, of our industry. Yeah, um, and I know that we're, that, that we're all doing the best we can with them, but I do challenge our, you know, our competitors and everyone down to like the single person promotional products company to do everything we can, because we, we've sort of like the industry has a little bit of that, still of that kind of, you know, a little bit of that reputation of like landfill stuff. And, you know, we have an opportunity to really change that because there's so much stuff that isn't anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. There's the the quality is really elevated in a lot of ways, and it's about I guess messaging that and and being a little bit more mindful about what you um, you know give to clients. Um, yeah. And I, I see we have a question from from Mike Freestone. Um, mm -hmm. I think that he's wondering if you can share a little bit more about the the app and the, the scores you guys are are building for people. Sure. So the we built our own. Um, homegrown ERP. We did this originally in 2009. We started building the first version. This is version two. Um, and what we've done is essentially combine all of the, the products that we use into one thing. So we have um, essentially taken like a CRM, a project management tool, our original invoicing tool, um, and uh, chat et cetera. And we put it into one, one place. And, um, I know there's other products out there like this, but ours is pretty unique and very, I mean, it's a new UX. So we've got that advantage where we can put in orders and sort of build projects for our clients that aren't just like an order based, you know, and, um, and, and also communicate with work orders to our team members as needed. So if we need any proof, we can send a work order to one of our team members, yeah. um, you know, that, that needs to lay that out for us. Um, within that, what I'm currently working on, and I mentioned that I'm doing mostly special pro projects right now, is with our development team, taking all this information that we've sort of compiled around, you know, whether a company's, again, women-owned, BIPOC-owned, does a 1% plus for the, for whatever give back, um, has a secondary give back function where, you know, like ocean bottle retrieves a thousand single use bottles worth of, of, uh, trash from the oceans and rivers. If you buy one of their bottles and we're combining that into this like tagged version of their items. So say like buying an ocean bottle is worth a certain number of points to our system we assign that in the back end. So clients just order that product like they normally would, but their score goes up based on ordering that product. And really it's based on a percentage of sale. So okay. if they're spending like hundred K with us and 75% of that is in these products, plus they've, they're given some give back to, to the environment in terms of purchasing trees for restoration projects you know, they're going to score really high on our community score. They're going to be at like 80 or 85%, mm -hmm. right. Or points. So really the goal is to like almost create that competition amongst our clients too. Like, Oh, we're get we're, we're scoring 90%, you know, or 90 points. Right. And get them really involved in like caring about that part of the relationship with social imprints. And yeah. luckily we've got clients that care about it and have actual, like, you know, global sustainability goals that they're working on. So. Do you do you envision that score that you're going to be giving out being something that clients will kind of want it to talk about or use in their own kind of like um, you know annual reports and things like that? Do you think it's going to have like a, a, a well, I, yeah? I would hope that they would use it in their sustainability goals because it really like I think that that part of what most companies do gets left out when they're talking about sustainability. Like it's kind of a you know, it's not the thing that they're most worried about, but it's actually an area that's such a simple way to have impact. Um, so our hope is that we can work with like the, um, you know, the the people that are doing corporate social responsibility, you know, whatever their job, that, and there's different names for that now, mm -hmm. diversity and inclusion, 
Um, you know, sometimes it's people ops. I mean, it just depends on the company, but that they really start to look at this as a way to increase their sustainability, decrease their global footprint, but moreover, really build camaraderie within their communities and the where their offices are located, right? So if you've got somebody, you know, you know, and I'll give an actual personal example. Um, my wife worked for Salesforce and she was a, a, an employee experience manager. And so a huge part of her job was assigning VTO, right? Like, mm-hmm. where are we going to do a project? Where are we going to do this or that? Um, how are we going to impact our community? And so a lot of companies are already thinking about that. But what if not only that, as a customer experience manager, she was in, you know, they're not a client of ours, you know, mm-hmm. but um she was also able to do their onboarding kits with like items that they could trace the sourcing on and could like make that part of their overall program, you know? And so I will bounce ideas off of her or other people I know in that space. And the, the reception has mostly been really positive, you know, and I think it's a a nice way for mid-level managers and directors to report up and say, Hey, I just switched us all, all of our swag over to, these categories of suppliers and, you know, whether it's a uh, us or a brand via or a, you know, whoever it is that they're able to say that to their man, their manager, their direct report and be like, Hey, look at this. You know um, not only are we doing these amazing volunteer days over at the food bank or, at, you know, for the AIDS ride or for, you know, here we have St. Anthony's downtown. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we're also, we're also the t-shirts we give them are sourced as a, you know, they're, they're sourced sustainably and they use a low, it's a low water impact. And I'm giving them like recycled lanyards to wear. And, you know, it's just like, there's all these things that that can be sort of added to that. And I think, you know, our job as salespeople and as distributors is to direct our clients towards the things that make most sense. Right. And so when they ask for something like, what do they really want to get out of this? if it's somebody in that role where they're doing employee experience or onboarding or recruiting, well, let's give you another look good. You, you say all this stuff on your website about, you know, sustainability is important to your company. Let's send out a package with a note in it that has like listed out all these amazing things that you're ordering to to give to new hires, you know? So it's, it's just such an easy win. It's, you know. Right. And then, and like you're saying, like that's something very visible. That's going to make the, this new hire feel good about this company. They just joined. It's, showing from the beginning that they the values that they're you know espousing are something they're actually you know practicing and yeah. it's the same thing with stuff you're giving out too because like when you think about a promotional product is going to the the general public so like the perception if it's something that's not very good or not good for the environment like what what message are you actually sending it's probably not the one you were intending to send well, yeah, not at all. And I, I think, you know, obviously I get excited about this stuff. I could talk about it all day long, but you know, it's, it's not, like I said, this isn't not, not the thing that's necessarily going to like motivate certain distributors, but there's plenty to do within your community that, you know, where people really need the help, you know, and a lot of it's, it's, it's very simple. We, anything that we have a client say that they don't need anymore because they've changed logos or whatever that's in our warehouse. We ask them right away. Can we, can we give this to, you know, like a hospitality house in San Francisco, which serves people, you know, that have mental health issues and substance use issues and formerly homeless. And they have like art programming and all this great stuff. So we, we say, Oh, we've got sweatshirts. Can we give them to like hospitality house or to one of the other 
local organizations that could really use like a, you know, warm outerwear for, you know, for the winter in San Francisco, you know, so it's like those opportunities come up and, you know, and it's a nice tax write-off for the client too, because they'll write a 501c3 letter directly to them. So it doesn't always have to be these specific things. And, you know, and I, I said it earlier, we can be a little competitive in here. We want to be the most sustainable promotional products distributor in the world. Like that's, that's a lofty goal, but I think we can do it. Like, I think as we continue to roll these things out, um, you know, and I don't like it's, you know, obviously there's that like competitive, but also this is good for the world thing. So it's mm -hmm. like, I want to make sure that people understand that you can do it too. Yeah. Well, speaking about you can do it, do how, what do you like, what are your, what's your advice for other distributors? What can they be doing to increase their sustainability? How can the whole industry kind of improve? Well, I think where we started honestly was emailing our, our ASI rep okay. and saying, Hey, can we get the list of, uh, you know, diversity owned suppliers, you know, cause that list exists. So ask mm -hmm. for that first and then start promoting those products, you know, look at your supplier list and take a hard look at it. And, go through their catalogs. A lot of them now have a filter for sustainable products. Look at those items, you know, check out what's there, you know, create your own catalog, do something. If you've done cool projects for your clients, ask them permission to throw it on your website, especially things that are, that are kind of fall into these categories, you know, and I think that's a really easy place to start. Like, you know, we, we're not afraid to ask our rep, um, for help. <laughs> so, you know, we'll send, we'll send emails and just, Hey, what do we, you know, is there something here that I'm missing? You know, you know, use your, use your search tools. Right. I mean, I mean, you type in sustainability to ESP, see what comes up, you know, like look stuff up. Like it's, it's really not that hard. And a lot of times I think people are surprised by the companies that offer things like the get back. And I know like the leads team is doing a fantastic job with their new catalogs. Go poke through their their like their sustainability catalogs. They're incredible. They're really good. They're really well laid out. They're beautifully shot. Like all that stuff is out there, um, and you just have to be, become a consumer of the things that are more positive, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's all 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 of the suppliers are really making a consorted effort to kind of show off the cool stuff they're doing, um, you know. And if you visit the shows, look look for those products. They're there, you know. Yeah, yeah, and ask questions. I think is also a good. Yep. Because sometimes, you know, I'm not saying that there's a ton of greenwashing necessarily in the industry, but you you have to kind of keep an eye on what people are claiming and making sure that it's actually, yeah, um, you know, as good as they say it is. Well, also, let like we should be to have around that. Like, if you look at a company like, say, for example, um, ETS Express. Let's use them as an mm -hmm. example. Been around for a very long time. They're probably the best drinkware printers that I've ever seen. I mean, the screen printing from them is truly phenomenal. And when you get a product like that, that's printed well, and it's going to last, you're going to continue to use it. I have some of their products sitting on my desk right now because I use them because they're made well and they're, they have their printing does not flake or come off. And so 
when you look at the quality of a supplier, that's that can factor into whether the product's sustainable or not. Because are you going to continue to use it? Are you going to continue to, you know, um, to be able to use it because it doesn't break? It it has a night, it maintains your logo, etc. So it, you know, sometimes it's the simplest solution, right? It may not be the most expensive retail fancy product that you offer your client. It's just something that's made well and is going to last and has the features they want. You know, right. so, you know, I think knowing your clients is a huge part of this as well. Like, you know, I, I will have a tendency to send people the same things over and over again until I kind of break that because I'm a real creature of habit. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when when suppliers say, hey, can we show you your, our new line? Like, don't look at it as a hassle. Like, look at their new line. You know, I mean, I, like, look at the new stuff. There's going to be something in there that a client loves. You know, you don't know who it is and you don't know when, but, you know, like I, I love meeting with our vendors, you know, we're, and we're incredibly loyal to many of them. Like we have, we're pretty, like we have top tier vendors that we use all the time. And, but it's, it's such a, uh, you know, it, you just never know what you're going to see, you know, set aside that half hour. They can get it done in a half hour. If they want to ask for an hour, just say, I've only got a half hour today. You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll send you a digital version, like pay attention, listen, you know, learn. I mean, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, is that we're in a constant state of, of, you know, new products, new items, new technology, you know, all these things, you know, the printing has gotten better on many of these products over the years, um, you know, and so it's, you know, that's my suggestion to other distributors is just like, listen to your clients and pay attention when, when, a, when a vendor wants to show you a new product line. Okay. Yeah. This has been a really great discussion. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to add about uh, people, planet, profit, uh, you know, the sustainability, any of that stuff? Well, I think the, the biggest thing, and, and, you know, we, we talk about, um, we talk about this stuff a lot in our, in our industry. And I think it's a, it's a, you know, it's a good topic for discussion, but there's a point at which like the sort of the, the rubber meets the road, so to speak. And I think like we need to really embrace the fact that we've gotten sort of a bad rep over the years in our industry around what we make and how we make it and where it ends up. And so, you know, it's our obligation as stewards of our own communities to kind of change that narrative, you know? And, um, you know, I think, you know, do things like find partnerships with people like Veritree outside of the industry. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be industry related all the time. And so this is the thing we do. We want a tree plant. And we want to do restoration projects. That's important to us because to our core, our most important asset is our employees. And we want to reflect that in the suppliers and the partnerships that we build. So Veritree not only does this great work, but they hire people in the local community. So we get to create jobs in, in a completely other part of the world. You know, and that's important to us. Find that core value within your company or your own moral and ethical code and reflect that in everything you do. I mean, it, it's sometimes it's a challenge and sometimes you may think, oh, no one's going to like this or whatever, but you don't know until you try. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Kevin. This was this was great. And once again, um, I'm Teresa Hegel and this is Promo Insiders.